Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal, and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch, and again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. Members of the Hub, which is obviously the Fresno office building we just opened up, and talking about how we could get all of you more kind of pride of ownership, uh, turnkey rentals. Turns out the team has been doing a model similar to mine, and uh, they would like to start providing inventory for our audience here. So pretty cool. Uh, in the end, uh, the daily financial news, we are on a good run. Uh, it looks, it's, it's been fun to watch, uh, and hopefully it continues. But looks like we kind of nailed uh, the trade agreement, right? The trade war, phase one, all of that really on all fronts. We kind of indicated earlier in the week that we expected, A, the compelling event to stay hold, which was Sunday, which was a good thing. Kind of forced negotiations, kind of came together late yesterday. Uh, now uh, they have a, both, both leaders are saying it's done, and they're working out kind of when to sign. Now, also we got right that, okay, what is it really going to be? At least early indications are Right, we're going to drop the December fifteenth, um, you know, uh, tariffs. We are going to roll back. What I found interesting is we are going to roll back in phases. So um, I thought that was very wise negotiation because it allows us to ensure performance uh, and to ramp back up if we see the other side is not playing fair. Near as I can tell, uh, the big get from China was more agricultural purchases, which again helps both sides. Uh, so it made total sense. I have seen some, you know, some highlights that there are some some words around financial and technology and all of that, but no really meat. Just made references. Um, also. Sounds like it's clear that there has to be another phase to this. I would believe both parties would say that, that you know, it's not completely done. Uh, this is a, you know, people will be saying it's a big step, it's a step forward, you know, all of those things. Um, I also expect that this is going to be, you know, kind of buy the rumor, sell reality, uh, right, which we've probably seen heading into this week that there's been a lot of buying ahead of an agreement. People expected it to happen. Now that it's here, uh, they're gonna they're gonna sell it, 
uh, in my opinion. So maybe we end up down for the week. I don't know. But again, not a stock guy. Don't own any stocks. Why would you listen to somebody that doesn't have stocks? I just look every day and, and kind of try to feel what's going on and share my opinion. So uh, I think that's going on. So it will be interesting, uh, A, to learn what's really in phase one, right, when the ink is dry. And then when do they start talking about phase two? My guess is they're going to hold off on any real discussions of phase two until next year sometime. And, uh, you know, maybe pick it up in February, March with the goal of getting it done by August or September. Uh, I think um, you can sort of see the compelling event of the election being a big deal, right? It's a natural date. It's there. And, um, you know, you could totally see that happening. Next up, looks like Goldman... Uh, you know, Goldman Sachs, uh, their, I think it was COO, came out and said that uh, they expect the economy to pick up uh, heading into 2020. They called 2019 kind of the lull, right, where the economy took a break. Um, but now that the, you know, the Fed is dropped rates three times, you know, they say the trade war is going on. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you like these videos. I like putting them together for you. So it's fun for both of us. Uh, so I think um, I think there's a general feeling that, again, we got this one right, that 2020 does feel like a good year, right? The trade war is going to be out of the headlines, uh, which is good for everyone, right? It makes the consumers feel more confident. We don't hear about this big, mighty China all the time, right? We get, we get the big headlines out of the way. Uh, our farmers, our agriculture gets bought and purchased more, right? Keeps the economy going. Got to help uh, deer and caterpillar and just all those infrastructure things. And interest rates are going to stay low, right? The Fed's on hold. I think it's pretty clear. And I really think housing could pick up, uh, which is really a part of our economy uh, that is so far behind what is possible uh, that 2020 could be a, a really good year. Uh, so that is going to be interesting. And again, it's fun to watch these uh, big titans come out and uh, really say what we're saying on this channel, but the only difference is we're saying them days ahead of time. So that's kind of fun. Uh, next up, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but Brexit is about to become front and center. Uh, looks like Boris Johnson uh, had a huge win in the UK. Um, he basically just cleaned up uh, on the other party, which I forget what they call him. I think it's called Labour. I don't know what it's called. But in the end, it looks like the UK is going to be leaving the European Union. Um, again, I have very little direct knowledge of Europe, uh, but this is going to be messy. Um, I suspect this is going to have many ups and downs. I suspect it will feel good. There'll be some euphoria in the market because they've been asking to leave for three and a half years now. Right? The first time that the citizens approved Brexit was three and a half years. Can you believe that? But it looks like it's going to happen. Boris wants it to happen by January 31st. So what's that, like six weeks from now? So again, I expect people uh, in and around and investing in the UK to be happy. They're kind of getting what they've wanted for three and a half years. Um, but I can't. I just can't imagine the complexities of pulling out of the EU kind of spinning up your own, you know, thing. And I think I think 2020 is going to be messy for that region. Uh, I do think it's going to be kind of micro, meaning, you know, very specific to them. Uh, but 
I suspect we're going to see some noise in the in the um, press, kind of assuming January 31st happens, probably by April, May. It, it's going to be messy. But also, let's not forget that there'll be some real wealth created as this goes through. Um, because when it's messy, there are opportunities. So it's going to be interesting to watch just from an intellectual standpoint. Uh, I'll be watching and, and kind of peeling it together. That's, that stuff just interests me. Uh, a couple other things. Um, looks like the Fed is absolutely ramping up the repo rate. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's okay. Basically think back to 45 days ago or so where we kind of highlighted that the overnight lending market bank to bank was a problem. I believe I said on that video the market where basically their the investors' money went below par, which meant value. And I'm like, and nobody saw it coming back in 08. And I'm like, is this going to be the thing? Um, you know, then they blamed in you know quarterly taxes and just silly things that that don't seem to make sense. But it looks like the Fed is ramping up and they're going to flood the market with 425 billion dollars to make sure that doesn't happen again. This really, I don't think, impacts us, the consumers, other than taking something off the headlines that could particularly freak us out. Uh, it's not going to impact any of our borrowing rates at all. Um, it's going to take some liquidity out of the market because, or actually inject liquidity into the market because they're going to be buying treasuries from banks. Um, so I expect this just to be a, a non-event. We do need to figure out why the repo market is not acting like it usually does. Um, but again, I don't think this will have directly consumer impacts other than hopefully it doesn't spike again, given that they're going to throw $425 billion at it. And then last thing, just because uh, it hit my radar, do you know the cost of college has gone up 25% in the last 10 years? I just think that's, a, that's an insane. I mean, talk about inflation, right? What's this whole no inflation? Right? The cost of college has gone up 25%. You know, it's still four years. It's still kids going to class, right? Where does that cost go? Why does it go up so fast when we supposedly have no inflation? Um, it's it's crazy. Uh, so I think this is just because it's more for-profit and lending has become easier. And it's just, it's kind of like this generation's real estate thing, right? Remember, 06 was not a real estate bus. It was a lending thing, Um so maybe it's it's changed to college tuition and, and, you know, people are lending money to students and going forward. So it's crazy. Let's see. Cost of college started going up with Bill Clinton's. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Cost of, again, right? I, I paid for my college, which was, I'm old, so it was in the 90s. Uh, I went to a good school. Uh, I only did two years because I went to a junior college first, given I had to pay for it. But I think I left with student debt like 40 grand. Then uh, my daughter, obviously just completed college, um, her tuition would have been over two hundred grand, and she got an arts degree. Crazy. So um, this needs to be looked at. It's, it's something is wrong in the internals. Um, so this definitely needs to be looked at and going forward. See how student housing multifamily explode into yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's all related. Yeah, so I think we really do need to look at student debt. I think I did an article or a video on Tuesday or Wednesday about there being a um, talk of just wiping out 
all student debt. And given that the government already owns 75%, it wouldn't be that big of a hit. Uh, but again, I don't like solving yesterday's problems because it just builds back up. We've really got to look at it and, and see what's going on because it's one thing to fix existing debt. Um, but if we don't change the system, it'll, the, the balloon would just reinflate in a decade or 15 years. And, and that's just silly. Um, so again, at the end of the day, I, I think you call this today a good day, right? I think the, I think 2020 is going to be, I mean, it's, it's at least going to be a fine year and gosh darn it, it could be a good year. So, um, this is fun to do. Uh, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Have a great day and thank you for interacting with me today. I like these little, uh, bubbles or comments or whatever they're called. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye.